0: Hello and welcome to Take Me Through Your Day. On this episode, we have an IT network systems manager uh, that works for a nonprofit healthcare company dealing with mental health and opiate addiction. Um, it's a it's a shorter episode because we're I think we're dealing with a uh, a lunch break type situation and uh it, it, it's good and there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there but i really feel like we should do a follow-up on this one so uh, tune in later and we'll we'll get to that but uh in the meantime if you would like to be on the show or you know someone who would like to be on the show you can reach us at TakeMeTYD on all social media and take at gmail.com enjoy the show so my current job title is IT network systems manager. For what? Uh, what kind of company? So I work for a private nonprofit healthcare company that deals with uh, mental health and opioid addiction. Uh, we have 13 locations across, yes. um, including two uh, what's called methadone clinics, mm-hmm. um, and what those are for is that's for you know quarters for suboxone and methadone dispensaries Um, so it's fairly large fairly robust and I'm part of just a team of two people me and one other guy so it it can be pretty crazy running running the whole IT team for 13 locations yes yes so have you done a job like this before so I've been in this type of position before um, which was at a vocational school district um, also local to Southeast Ohio, um, and it wasn't quite as robust. But I was responsible for s- four four buildings at the vocational high school level, and then one building at the adult uh, level. So I have a little bit of background in you know managing something this large as just one person or, or a small team. So you, you've actually been in this field before, right? Yeah. All right. So. We'll, We'll just get into your current job. What time do you wake up? So I wake up every day at 5.30, but I get out of bed at 5.45. <laughs> so do you use an alarm? Uh, I do, yes. And are you hitting that snooze button a bunch of times? You just lay there, So 15 minutes is going to pass. So my wife doesn't have to be up till like, 6.30 usually. Mm-hmm. So I can only hit that snooze button one time, or else she's, like, getting really mad at me. <laughs> so... <laughs> What's the first thing you want to get out of bed? What's your first time? Just run me through your morning real quick before you even get to work. So as soon as I get out of bed, uh, it being be at 545. I'm already rushing because i got to be at work at 7, and I have about a 45-minute drive. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. So, so as soon as I'm out of bed, I'm wandering in the dark into the bathroom to uh, hop in the shower. I hop out of the shower, and then I've got to uh, pack my lunch, let the dog out, And start the car if it's winter time, all in the span of like 25, 30 minutes. So, so I'm like sprinting. Uh, Most of the time, I at least make sure that I that I uh, set my clothes out the night before. Okay, so you sort of plan, sort of not plan. Yeah, it depends on like if I was in the mood the night before to be planned (laughs) or organized chaos. Yes. All right, so you see, you have a relatively long commute to work. I guess like 45 minutes, right? Yeah. Right. What are you listening to on the way to work? So, on a morning, like, if I'm headed to work, it's usually a podcast. Um, you know, one of them being uh, this one, which is, you know, Take Me T-Y-D. Uh, so Shout just out. A little, just a little plug there. Uh, the other one is one called Shack the Movies. Uh, it's pretty neat. And then there's a third one that I sometimes listen to, which is uh, Needs Gaming. And then if I'm not listening to a podcast, I'm listening to some type of just music that's not too heavy, not too not too crazy that early. So you don't use music to get you pumped up in the morning? No. No, there's not enough music to get me pumped up for what I walk into every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so You started this job fairly recently. You've been here for, what, two months? Uh, yeah, it's a month and a half, actually. So, right, so this is still fairly new, but you've been in the field before, so you kind of know what you should be expecting, even though that might not be what you're actually... Yeah, so uh, when I walked in on the first day, um, I started asking for documentation, uh, you know, continuing processes, things of that nature, Mm -hmm. uh, procedures, and none of that was documented. Uh, So I started asking around, like, hey, you know, where do I get this information? What do I do here? Um, And they were like, you're going to have to talk to the guy that left. Here's his number. You can call him. You know, he might answer. Uh, We don't know. (laughs) So, So thankfully, he's actually a really cool guy, and he's willing to help. Uh, but yeah there's no documentation in place so every day I'm flying by the seat of my pants just trying to figure out what I actually need to do on a daily basis so it's pretty crazy. So was it ever like that at previous jobs? Was everything a little more structured at the other jobs or were you kind of just set it up at the other jobs? So previously at you know the college that I worked at uh, everything was in place obviously you're talking about a very large structure though uh, but the two places before that no I mean <coughs> I walked into the school district that I worked at before that, and there was nothing in place. And I actually did a complete uh, restructure of their entire network. So it's not new to me to not have documentation, but it is new to me to have the amount of regulations that we have to comply to government-wise with HIPAA and things of that nature. Ah. And to be flying by the seat of your pants is is very dangerous in that situation. (laughs) So we'll take a quick step back and... You said you worked at a university for a while, what what were you doing there? We'll just do a quick rundown of what your title was there and what you were doing there. So I was an application support analyst uh, there, and uh, I was brought in specifically for a project to transition from one cloud-based storage solution to another. So we moved from Box to OneDrive, Mm -hmm. and I was brought in for the added workload um, there. And really it was just training users, um, helping migrate data over if they didn't know how to do it or if they hadn't already done it, um, as well as uh, training and and teaching. I guess I already said training and teaching, but it was actually training and teaching myself quite a bit. uh, They asked me if I had any OneDrive experience or... Office three sixty five, and I maybe stretched the truth just a little bit to get in there, but I had to take the chance, and I ended up working. We gotta out. do that sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Especially in IT, I feel like it's because oh, yeah. I've worked in IT for a few years now, and and that's what's crazy. is, uh, you know with okay, IT, so want those cut they want so much experience before you even get started that okay. sometimes you do kind of have to be like, okay, I know enough about this to at least put it on my resume. So, I'm gonna go ahead and put it there, and then you hope that's enough to get you in the door to where you can really learn it. Because most people who are in IT are good problem solvers anyway, and are typically pretty good critical thinkers. So it's yeah. not too rough. I've run into that a lot, um, especially myself being in IT. Like there was, it's just a lot of problem solving. I just gotta figure it out. Oh yeah. Everyone <laughs> thinks we we like know all this <laughs> stuff, but really we're just Googling <laughs> everything. That's that's all it is. We know how to Google better than you do, than the regular end user. We know how to Google better than them, and that's. And that's what's great about our, um, our field. And the reason I'm saying ours is because, you know, you are in the IT field yourself, um, you know. So uh, in our field, that's what's great is usually the problem that you're having, somebody else has ran into already. Uh, so you have that database that's out there that you can just tap into at any time. That's an amazing resource. I can't imagine what an IT department was like back in you know, the 80s or the 90s or you know whatever it was before Google. I feel bad for those folks. Yeah, it, 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 we've talked about it before on the podcast, but you find out that everyone's winging it. Everyone, oh. everyone down, down from just the, the janitor to the, the CEO. The oh, yeah. CIO, Every, everybody's just winging it. Well, you, you, can't, uh, you can't know everything about a position before you start it, so, yeah, you are winging it. And it was always funny because, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, man, I can't wait to be an adult because then I'll know everything. I'll know how to do everything. Well, then you become an adult and you realize, okay, yeah, my mom and dad were just winging it and <laughs> here I am. So. Oh, you my parents were winging it too? Oh, okay. I thought they knew everything, yeah. Yeah, we both have all been there. All right, so just a quick run through your day there when you were at the university. Was it you were a lot of talking on the phone, you have meetings and teaching people in person? Yeah, so we were technically tier two support, um, but it was more like tier one and a half because we were so like compartmentalized there. Oh. Uh, so usually it was if our student workers couldn't get it done, they were sending the call over to us. Uh, They had a 10 to 15 minute threshold with every user. If they couldn't get it solved in 15 minutes, they came to us to do advanced troubleshooting. Uh, So I was on the phone a little bit. Uh, Thankfully, during the summer, I was mostly on foot out and about campus, actually setting up one-on-one with, you know, professors and and other faculty and staff. (laughs) So... uh, it was an interesting experience. I mean, it, it really was. And it was something that definitely helped me grow as an as a IT professional, if you want to say. And I did use air quotes when I just said that. So. <laughs> yeah, I, we're, we're all professionals here. Quotes. <laughs> <Once, word> Quote, <laughs> All right, so we'll jump back in, because I know we don't have a, a lot of time. So we'll jump back into your current job. So you, you get into work, what, 7 o'clock, Do you said you're there? Yeah, I'm usually rolling in. Uh, despite how quickly I'm moving, I typically can get there, you know, like... Right at seven, or just a few minutes after, or sometimes we even get there a little bit before seven if if I'm lucky enough to leave the house quick enough. Yeah. So no one's micromanaging there. You kind of. No, grown. as a matter of fact, I really have no management at all. <laughs> um, I'm kind of sat down every day, and what I want to tackle is what I want to tackle. And uh, right now there is a lot to take on, uh, and a lot of changes that I'm going to be bringing forth. Uh, so it's it's pretty interesting. Every day is interesting. So. Yeah. Are you running on coffee most of the time? I'm running on nothing. So um, they do have a coffee maker, and at 7 o'clock in the morning, I do not want to mess with, with coffee grounds or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm usually walking right in and just sitting down, and I may have you know a bottle of, uh, I think here lately it's been Sprite Zero, but before that it was some kind of diet pop, which is awful we all know that but yeah it is what it is uh so usually i'm running on nothing and i'm just kind of just feeling my way through the morning you know yeah, i just completely skipped over breakfast did you do anything for breakfast you no to that's exercise? the big thing I, I i don't eat and i don't recommend that make sure you, if you have time to eat eat <laughs> uh you know sometimes i <clears throat> i will not eat until lunchtime. Uh, which even if I was to bring in a breakfast, I'm usually way too busy by the time I walk in to even think about grabbing a bite to eat, especially with my new position. All right, so you get into work, what's the first thing you do? You sit down at your desk and then what? First thing I do is um, I open up Chrome and then I'm immediately looking at email, Uh, looking at tickets, uh, because we do have home healthcare, which is 24 hours, so we may get tickets at one, two o'clock in the morning for issues. Um, so that's the first two things I'm looking at. Then I'm pulling up uh, our virtual environment, and I'm going through each individual virtual machine and uh, looking at uh, logs, making sure nothing critical, no failures or anything like that. Uh, which more often than not there is, but you know we'll, we can dive into that later. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then after that I'm checking out ESPN, kind of. Making sure I'm awake before I'm dealing with too much. <laughs> Check out the latest sporting news, uh, you know, and then we're then we're right back to work. So usually by about seven thirty, I'm I'm dug into my desk, done with the waking up and getting into the scheme of things. And I'm now making calls and and uh, setting up meetings uh, for vendors and things of that nature because I'm I'm taking it all on. So mm-hmm. so you're you're gonna you're pretty much a catch-all. You got to set up your user support your Yep. Server support at yeah, work. Phones, yes. phones, everything. phones are included, and that's funny that you brought that up because we are actually, uh, our current phone system took a complete dump on us, so we lost all of our user data uh, all the way back to 2017. And the thing about a private uh, nonprofit, especially in the healthcare world, is you don't realize how much turnover there is yeah. until you lose something like that. So going all the way back to 2017, almost every user that was in place there was gone so wow. um, besides a select few and so they were all complaining the extension on my phone is wrong the the name on my phone is wrong uh, everything yeah all my voicemails are gone uh, all of our auto attendants were gone um, so when we even had outside patients calling in they had they just got a this line is Not currently in use please dial the extension if you know it Uh, so we were at a severe loss of business Um, Yeah, I don't think that that's not good for anybody on either end of that uh, no deal no so I had you know nurses and the CEO like hey you got to get this back up because we're losing money and I'm like I'm trying but then once again it rolls back around to no documentation so now I've got to find out who We even need to call if our phones go down. Yeah, you don't even know that, that's... Um, So I called, I finally found that out, and after about two to three hours, um, I was finally on the right track of even just getting started into fixing this issue. Wow. Um, So that led to... About a two-and-a-half-week span, which I'm currently in, trying to get all of this back to how it was with auto attendance. Uh, many Saturdays have been burnt now oh, gee, uh, trying to get all this done. So. Salary positions. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, so thankfully they actually are paying me overtime for all of this. But uh, that was one big thing was I asked them before I took the job, is there extended hours or weekends? And they said yes. I said then I either want overtime or I want to be hourly rate, so I can't have overtime. Yeah. And uh, So thankfully, no money lost, but it's still no fun coming in on a Saturday for nine hours trying to work on a phone. Yeah, especially with, yeah, it seems like such a daunting task. Yeah, and, you know, with 13 locations, I'm actually driving to a lot of those locations to check the phone switches uh, because, you know, those have been upgraded since 2017. So the config files from 2017 might be showing a, we'll go ahead and call it a SG30 switch when really we're on an sg90 in that location now or an sg50 location uh, at, by, at that location so if it's got a config file for an sg30 but you're on an sg50 switch you're not it's not working it's not connected yeah so that's going down and actually looking at the mac address and then calling the company and being like hey this is the mac address for this switch can you put it online and then doing all that and not only that, but we had to pay this company the whole time because I didn't have any config files. So I couldn't even configure my own switches to fix all this. Jeez. Yeah, so it was, it's was. it been a hot mess. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask. We can, we can touch on this real quick. So there's 13 different locations. How often are you running around to these locations? So it was supposed to be not very often, uh, you know. And it's turned into, I would say, two to three times a week I'm driving. Round trip, probably 80 miles. Wow to To get everything figured out, uh, and and that would be the case. You think even if you weren't fixing the phones right now, or is it just uh, because of that? It, right now, I think it's just because of the phones. But we are yet to go a full week of one hundred percent uptime. Uh, uh, so with just the phones or anything in general, with everything. Okay. Uh, you know, and currently, right now, we have a cascading ransomware issue uh, that i yeah. So, which is not good in case. Uh, listeners don't know what that is it it is not good especially to have deep embedded into your server yeah which i'm assuming that's that's where it's at it's at the server level it's in our virtual environment um yeah it's just bad i'm in a a big storm of 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 crap for lack of a better word Uh, all right so we'll, we'll jump back into your day i see you're kinda of finishing up on your computer on seventh thirty making all these calls. What kind of calls are you making? So to I am with us being such a small IT department, I'm actually calling consulting services. Uh, and mostly because it gives me an extra brain to pick. Uh, so thankfully, I um, have a fine gentleman from a company that's been very willing to help me. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. For money. Yeah, for, for <laughs> money. That's what I was that's what I was choking on. Uh, so there he he was in place prior to me there uh, consulting for our company and uh, we come to find out that he was charging like $244 per hour for consulting services so I called him I said hey man I said we gotta do something about this and he goes well you're not in an exclusive partnership so I can't knock down money so I'm immediately calling other people and that's what I'm doing now and, and I've I have a good friend of mine from from where I live, my hometown that is a director of uh, another nonprofit and he does consulting services so I kind of played a little bit of the money game and said, "Hey, I can just move to this guy for fifty five dollars an hour oh, wow. if, you want, if you don't if you don't want to you know play ball here so thankfully, I have him down to a comfortable hundred dollars per hour, which is pretty standard yeah, that's reasonable. Um, and now most of the time I'm on the phone with him saying, "You know what services can we improve upon where can we save money?" And uh, so every morning it's the game of how much money can we save without cutting too many corners. Because with nonprofits, a lot of the time you'll see a lot of corners cut. Oh yeah. And we, you can't do that, especially in the healthcare world with all the regulations that are in place. Yeah, and in the IT world of that too, especially you can't be cutting corners. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a dangerous game you got to play. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're replacing our phone system. And I actually brought about ninety thousand dollars worth of cost savings to them in my first six weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, they're pretty happy, but I'm not because it's just a crap ton of work. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. I don't know if they're compensating well enough for that. Um, you know, since since there's no names or anything, uh, I'm gonna say by the by the workload and the job description and the job title, no, uh, it's not competitive at all. Oh. Something I was going to touch on, I can't remember what it was. Scatterbrain right now. That's all right. I mean, we are sitting in the middle of an Asian food restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get this done, so it's okay. So, what I was going to touch on, this is I remember what it was. So, I don't know about you, but when I went into the IT field to begin with. I didn't realize how much consulting there was oh there's there's tons because I my first <laughs> IT job actually was in a non-profit too and I mean they were trying to save money they didn't even have an IT department and then I ended up they hired me right out of college community college with an associate's degree to run their run their shit and, you know I mean they're not they're not paying me $12 an hour which is great for 18 yeah. year old 19 year old and uh I mean, if we didn't have a consulting agency for me to call to get some assistance, like that place would have burned down. Yeah, so consulting, especially for nonprofits and anybody who's maybe running a nonprofit or starting a nonprofit, consulting services, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, just make sure that they're not trying to stick you because um, they're a lot cheaper even than hiring in-house IT. Um, yeah. And if you have a current in-house IT department, it's very good to have a consulting service still in place because it does give them somebody else to talk to. Yeah. Um, you know somebody else to help solve problems with so uh, the way I currently have it is going back to the guy that was fifty dollars fifty five dollars an hour and the guy that's charging us was charging us 244 is now charging us 100 we're going into a multi-consultant uh, how would you say that a multi-consultant deal so I yeah. can consult with either one of them um, one of them decided to have uh, a set number of days which is perfect because you know I can bring him in for my monthly meetings and he can help me check with, you know, any type of issues I have. And I know that I have him for at least a day a month. Um, the other guy is anytime, 24-7. So I've got that, you know, dual setup to where I yeah. can contact anybody almost any time. And I can have the best minds that we can afford working for our department without paying benefits and without paying a hefty salary. So. Yeah, that, that's one thing to consider with the consulting is you get all that knowledge, not just for, like, one particular yeah. you know, networking or phones. Like you can, they usually the companies have a catch all for all of that. Exactly. So, um, jumping back to um, your day, you said there's somebody else with you working with you. Yeah, in your team. Yeah, there's one other guy, uh, super great guy. He's got a developer background, so uh, he's very good with our SQL servers and and stuff like that. And that's actually why he was brought in was to start helping run reports, uh, and that's for databases, right? Yes, correct. Uh, that's all database work Um, and thankfully he is willing to help troubleshoot and go to end-users and uh, just to kind of give you a a frame of reference of how large we were before I started um, and actually before he started uh, and as he first came in probably two years ago they were a five-person department and then they dropped to four and then three and now two but then continued to grow yeah so when they were a five-person department, then we had seven locations and now with a two-person department. We're at 13 locations. That's exponential. That's that's noticeable. Yes. <laughs> so are, are you both kind of running to the end user on like small things at all, or do you mostly send him off to do that if he can? Him more than me. So I will make this clear. He is not. a you know, he does not report to me. We're at the same level. Yeah. Uh, it's just he's on a different pay grade. So, uh, and what that different pay grade means that you know he doesn't have all the responsibilities I do but he does not have to report to me yeah. you know there is no no thing there we're just in the same department and we have the same goal in mind which is to be not such an embarrassment for an IT, as an IT department <laughs> but, you, but you're working on that right yes yes it. yeah all right so that, that, I, I assume that takes up most of your day what do you what time do you take a lunch usually uh whenever I can and uh, we can we can keep going. I think we'll be fine. Nobody's we wondering. we got about twenty minutes. So we'll wrap it up. But so. <laughs> um, so what what do you do for lunch? Are you typically trying to get out of the office for an hour if you can. So currently, yes, I am trying to get out of the office just because I'm so burnt out. Um, by the time right. 1 o'clock rolls around, yeah. um, that I'm trying any way I can to get out of the building, um, and unfortunately, I typically only have a half hour. Which is nice because I have an eight hour day with a half hour paid lunch. so It's really only a seven and a half hour day. Yeah, that's pretty nice. But that never happens. I'm typically in the office till 3.30, 4.30, um, especially here as I've started. But yeah, usually I'm, I'm headed out. There's a Dairy Queen like five minutes away from my office. So the old DQ is getting hit up quite a <laughs> bit. So, so, and I think I have a previous DQ employee in front of me maybe. Yeah, I do maybe. Okay. <laughs> so I so. worked there for a year or so, and I'm eating all their ice cream. So yeah, and I'm eating all their ice cream now. So because <laughs> yeah. I don't smoke and I don't drink, so you know, ice cream is my stretch relief. <laughs> I right, see. So I was gonna ask you when do you typically wrap up your day. Yeah. You're supposed to wrap it up at what three three thirty? Yeah, I'm supposed to wrap it up at three three thirty. Typically, I'm calling my wife about three forty-five and telling her I'll be home maybe sometime (laughs) um which thankfully she's a nurse so she gets it um which is very nice uh always have somebody that supports you that's a big thing too um you know so she supports what i do and and thankfully she's usually cool with the fact that i'm not leaving at three that's just how it happens sometimes and i'm hoping with the uh with the aggressive time frame that i have up in the next six months or so when 3 o'clock rolls around, I'll be walking out at 3. So mm-hmm. so that's yeah. the goal here. Yeah, to get sure. out To get out of work on time. <laughs> All right, so you're wrapping up your day. Is there anything you do at work to wrap up your day? Or is it just kind of like once I blow out this fire or get this fire out, then I'm just out of here? Once the fires are put out for the day, I hit the lock key on my computer, and I'm headed home. So it's, it's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty quick uh, exit. <laughs> so i right, know so you still got the same commute back 45 minutes what are you listening to there same thing so on the way back uh usually it's it's the same thing but sometimes you know depending on how the day was i'm probably listening to something more upbeat kind of to get me ready to go home and make sure that i'm not taking my work home with me because yeah. that's an awful awful habit to get into uh, <clears throat> and i think a lot of people do that <clears throat> excuse oh excuse me talking too much uh, you know that's a really bad habit to get into so i try not to do that more upbeat uh you know some rock maybe <laughs> maybe some uh you know funny rap you know some little dicky drop some names yeah a Lil dicky. some, some little dicky you know uh anything like that uh what else do i listen to it's, you know some easy some you know just stuff that really a, a white boy you know, probably really doesn't listen to but <laughs> to get to get into a better mood yeah, yeah i too. got you. <laughs> All right, so are you doing anything at the end of the day to wind down once you get home yeah, so um, I'm big into into Netflix as I think almost every millennial is. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm, I don't like to lump us in that category. But <laughs> go ahead. I am, you know, watching Netflix or uh, cooking dinner. I like to cook, so I come home and I usually make dinner. Um, if not, the wife and I are trying to go out and just get away from our day because she works a very stressful job herself. Yeah. So we're both looking for any way to just kind of to wind down whether that be I, I make dinner and, and we sit down together uh and just talk about our crappy days usually uh, uh, or you know or I'm playing Xbox uh, if all of fails, wife has to work late I'm going back to my my straight up single days and hopping on the Xbox and, <laughs> and playing some video games so and you doing that up to bed do you have any yeah so Uh, usually yeah Uh, every now and then I will hit the treadmill or I will do uh, for a while I was doing some auxiliary policing uh, so that was a good stress relief you know Uh, go out ride in a cruiser for a few hours and uh, and uh, you know shoot the crap with some pretty cool cops Uh, so uh, yeah I mean really most of the time I would say I'm just chilling on the couch and maybe go up and play cards with the impulse that's about it. And that actually reminded me when you were talking about doing the police as a, is it volunteer? Right. Yeah, so it's a 100% volunteer basis. We're paid a dollar a year, but that dollar gets donated back. So, so it's it's for free, um, and it's just a community type thing. So yeah, uh, you know we do have certain roles that we do uh, some traffic, and we work some local festivals. It's just you know extra numbers. You because know, obviously we're not allowed to carry we're not allowed to, to really do much but we can do enough and from the community sense um, which is really nice I feel it's a way to get back uh, which led me into volunteer firefighting uh, which I am I should say was a certified uh, volunteer firefighter for two years and that was directly from doing the auxiliary stuff with the police and realizing that there was more I could do within my community to help out so we're just going to run through some fun questions. Like you said, you listened to the, the podcast before, so you know you kind of know what's coming. Yeah. yeah. But, we, but we worked up some new ones, so, so we'll see what we got here for you. If you're going to have any breakfast to start your day. No, any breakfast to start my day. This is going to sound really, really bad, but I'm straight up hitting the sausage, gravy, and biscuit from McDonald's. Or McDonald's. Yeah, right? with an orange juice. And that works? Uh, now... If my mom lived in my house, it would be her sausage gravy biscuits. But for me, it's going to be from McDonald's if I'm by myself, but I can have anything I want that day or whenever. It's going to be a sausage gravy biscuit from McDonald's with a large orange juice and a hash brown, man. Can't (laughs) go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. (laughs) All right, most viewed movie, not your favorite movie. What movie have you seen the most? So, my most viewed movie, this is embarrassing, uh, would be (laughs) Space Jam. Of all things. That's not embarrassing at all. <laughs> uh, we had a movie rental place uh, in the small town that I grew up in, and we went up there, and they had it, and I rented it, um, and I actually watched it for literally probably four days straight, so it's going to be hard <laughs> to, for anything to beat that. Yeah, uh, close second would be Ferris Bueller's Day Off, though. Oh, man. Good one, good one. Both good ones. All right, what's your favorite candy? Any candy in the world? Will- Hot tamales, straight hot tamales. up. If you bring up a hot box of hot tamales, I will do whatever you say until that box of hot tamales is gone. <laughs> Favorite candy. I, what kind of soap do you use? Soap. So, so uh, my wife makes me buy generic, but for Christmas I typically do get some kind of, you know, <laughs> cleaning kits. I don't know if that's a sign or what, but uh, uh, usually it is uh, some kind of waterfall fresh gel... So that my wife gets me, Something or fancy. gets yeah, gets us, or it is uh, some uh, just for men swab, whatever, uh, uh, fresh and clean. I guess is the center smell, whatever. So I, I should have actually brought this up during a, the uh, workday though. No, but do you have any pet peeves about the job? General pet peeves about the job, because I know you can go into it. I know you can, <laughs> but, but just just give one like one that really pops out. Documentation. That, the, that there's no documentation? That there is no documentation. Guys, if you work in IT or gals or whatever you prefer to be called, document, document, <laughs> document, document. Because when the next guy comes in, if there's no documentation in place, they will curse you every day. <laughs> they will curse you. All right, and then um, any general pet peeves in general in yeah. your life? Um, yeah, when people think that just because they talk louder, they're winning an argument. That's <laughs> a huge pet peeve of mine. It's uh, a good one. I'm I have not heard that one. Yeah. So tipping custom. Tipping custom? Yeah, when you go out to a restaurant. And you have to tip someone. Oh gosh. Alright. So we're not we don't judge here on taking <laughs> TYD. I am the notorious five dollar tipper. It doesn't matter if my meal was five dollars or if it was ten dollars or fifteen I'm tipping you probably five bucks. Even a fifty dollar meal, five bucks? Fifty dollar meal, I'm tipping you five bucks. Alright, that, that works. That works. My favorite vegetable. Favorite vegetable. Um, I would have to probably go with broccoli, believe it or not. So Yeah, it's my it's my favorite <laughs> one too. Spicy, not spicy. Um, used to be not spicy, but as I'm getting older, I think my uh, taste buds are changing, and I actually prefer spicy a little more over non-spicy. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say you're at right now? <laughs> for what? <laughs> for, for the spicy factor. Oh, I would I would say probably, uh, I'm, I'm weak, I'd say probably a 5 or 6. I'm, I'm pretty weak too, I like it, <laughs> but sometimes the other half of me doesn't like it. I still like to enjoy my food if it's spicy. If I can't enjoy it, it's it's not not for me. Alright, so the best, best advice you ever got. Don't overthink it. What's the best advice you got? It could be the most recent advice you got too. Best advice I ever got was probably from my dad. Um, and that was... Don't overthink what, you're, what you gotta do. Um, most things in life are straightforward. If you spend too much time thinking about it, you're gonna get lost. So just go with what you feel and just go with it. That was probably the best thing I ever got um, advice-wise. And then the second would be Andy, um, And that stands for Admit Nothing, Deny Everything. So, <laughs> I like that. I've never heard that one in my life. I, I love it, though. Look out for those T-shirts coming at you. <laughs> um, what's your biggest fear? Mm. I'm not a never been put in a situation to find out what my biggest fear is uh which growing up you know like everybody was probably the dark or underneath uh, my bed yeah but uh i would say now as an adult my biggest fear is just not experiencing new things mm-hmm. so i don't like to be in a routine and that's my biggest fear is to turn into a routine and then be 55 years old and realize crap i did the same thing every day for the past 35 years mm-hmm. and you know life's over at that point i mean 50s young and I should probably say older because you can't even retire at 50, but, you know, whenever I get lucky enough to retire, I don't want it to be, I, I have the same routine every day. I want to go experience new things. Mm-hmm. That's, a good, that's a good outlook on my phone. We never heard it like that, to be honest. We've heard the general idea, but not, not like that. Uh, what's the last pick you took on your phone? You don't have to show us. Or Last pick I took on my phone? Yep. Hey, you picked uh, up your phone right now, opened up the gallery. What's the last picture you said? I'm actually going to do that because i got to know. I don't take a lot of pictures, it's unfortunate because I have an iPhone X and am supposed to have this great camera, but I don't take a lot of pictures. Uh-huh. Um, no. Last picture I took would be of, apparently my screen, and it was my <laughs> my wife and I at my brother-in-law's wedding. So, screen Hey, that works. Yeah, that <laughs> works. All right, what type of music do you listen to and why? I know we kind of dabbled oh, on oh, it, but man. what's your like go-to, Like, no matter what, I can listen to this and why? So, uh, that would be oh, country. Sorry. Um, and the guy that I can listen to all the time would be Eric Church um, I have no clue why no clue I got one of his albums when I was in high school and ever since I just listen to him all the time whenever I don't know what I want to listen to I can turn on any of his albums and I can just listen to the whole thing and I can keep him on all day it's pretty weird So, all right, I, uh, one of my confessions I'm not a big country guy Not I really don't like country music but Eric Church has one of my favorite songs. I can't remember the name of it now, but I'm surprised <laughs> you, you said someone's name in country, and I actually recognize the name. <laughs> I don't know if I'm disappointed with myself. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. And why? Wh- so why is that? Is it just because it bring- kind of brings you back, or it's just yeah? I mean, uh, a lot of my summers, uh, you know, I was an athlete, yeah. so uh, a lot of my summers were spent at football fields or or out with friends at night, and just we'd always have his music on You know, like I said, I bought one of his albums in high school, and that was what was always in my truck when we were driving around town or whatnot. So, you know, it just takes me back to, unfortunately, you don't realize it takes you back to the best times of your life, you know, or the least stressful time of your life, I should say. That's a good way to put it, yeah. All right, what's the hardest time you ever laughed? (laughs) You you could throw a story in there if you want. Okay. So, hardest time I ever laughed was was me and my best friend. there was this video on YouTube that was uh, a voiceover of an X-Men's episode that had to do with the Juggernaut, uh-huh. and uh, every time the Juggernaut would come on the screen, he would go, "I'm the Juggernaut, bitch," <laughs> and I literally was on the ground laughing and rolling because it was just caught me as so funny, just being a 13-year-old kid that you know uh, apparently thought something like that was funny. But that's the hardest I've ever laughed. For sure. sure. YouTube was a big part of my childhood <laughs> as well, making me laugh. All right. So, what if, what would you do with a thousand dollars right now? thousand dollars right now, um, I would pay off a couple bills. Uh, actually, I'd pay off my credit card because <laughs> there's almost exactly a thousand dollars on it right now, so perfect. that would be perfect. All right. What about your eighteen-year-old self? You give him a thousand dollars. What the hell would he do with it? Oh. Probably putting some kind of stupid modification on my pickup truck, <laughs> so I had a really crappy uh, GMC Sonoma that I thought was cool with its body lift and big tires. I probably would have put some stupid exhaust on it, or you know, some stupid touchscreen radio. I don't know. I'd spend it on something stupid, that's for sure. All right, where do you where do you see yourself in ten years? Okay. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. not in the same position I am right now. 10 years I definitely want to be a dad um, I want to continue to be a, a coach uh, I coach baseball that's why I said that uh, you know I want to continue to be that hopefully in 10 years I'm, I'm coaching some kind of sport hopefully baseball and I'm uh, and raising a couple kids really uh, all right what's something you wish you learned earlier don't take anything for granted A rather difficult way, rather disappointing way, was uh, I took a certain person for granted at a young age, and, and that just wasn't it. Put all my eggs in that basket, and it didn't happen. So, yeah, I wish I would have learned that a whole lot sooner than what I did. H- hindsight's twenty right. twenty. If there's one thing you can change about yourself, what would it? Be? anything small well, the easiest thing to say is my weight <laughs> uh you know being skinny and stuff like that in school growing up and then going to a job where I'm sitting down nine hours a day uh, the biggest thing would be weight but honestly the biggest thing I change about myself is to uh, give more people a chance you know sometimes I'm a little too judgy before they even really talk to me so I mean that's that's a tough thing to do it's just in general all right, just to wrap it up here, um, if you could do anything, money's not a factor. If you could do any job or anything, what would it be? Carpentry, 100%. Any that's specific type or just, just in general? General carpentry. just That is one of my long passions, and I've told my wife many times, if I could make money at it, that's what I would do. So that's a big thing, too. Don't think you have to go to college because I wouldn't have had to go to college for that. Oh, that, that's, that's a recurring thing on the podcast <laughs> do not worry about that alright Well, so I know we're a little stressed on time here so we'll wrap it up with that thanks for doing the show oh yeah no problem I know we were, we were playing on this for a while no. we'll, pro- we'll probably do a part two I'm sure yeah that would be great so I, I think it was good and thanks for having me alright thanks